Amen. I ask you to open up your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number one. It is customary in this church that we stand for the reading of God's word. Ezekiel chapter one, we're going to read verse one together. Hope you're ready to preach with me. I haven't preached in two weeks. It feels like two months. And uh, holding this microphone, I'm like a kid in a candy store. How many of you remember growing up, uh, you can buy penny candy? Huh? Amen. I got some folks. That's my generation and older. See, uh, all the teenagers are like, Penny, you can. Oh, yeah. You can give a kid a dime. And I'll tell you that. We're OD. And we, yeah, we'll come out. <laughs> We're overdosed on that penny candy. And if you go to the right penny candy store, they always give you a little extra. Yeah, yeah. Don't give a kid a quarter. Oh, man. We'll go nuts feel like that kid right now in the candy store I've got a pocket full of pennies amen and I'm ready to spend them this morning I do feel like I have a word from the Lord for us today though so good to see each and every last one of you here in the house of the Lord the Bible says now it came to pass in the 30th year the fourth month and the fifth day of the month as I was among the captives by the river of Chapar that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God I've preached on this subject or this scripture before but the Lord has given me something slightly different now it came to pass in the 30th year in the fourth month in the fifth day of the month as I was among the captives by the river of Chapar that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. I'm going to speak this morning on this subject, and that is where healing flows. Where healing flows. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit that we already fill in this house. Lord, this is your church. These are your people. We are your sheep, and I am your vessel. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. Lord, I pray that we will leave out of here strengthened, encouraged, uplifted. Help us, Lord God, that we will walk out of here better than what we walked in here. We give you glory now. In Jesus' name we pray. If you're ready to receive that word, clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. You may be seated presence of the Lord I want to give honor to brother Carson and brother Carson is doing much better uh, his vision that was blurred and one of his I think the right eye uh, is doing much better uh, he's able to see out of that eye and if you was to move a finger back and forth in front of that eye he can follow you he's doing much better and I thank the Lord for that 
and I thank the Lord that the surgery was successful, but the work is not done. I want us to remember that Brother Carson not just had one tumor, but he had three. One on the brain was the major one, but then he had one on each kidney. Uh, so we need to pray uh, because the doctors are saying that one of them on one of the kidneys looks cancerous. Uh, so we need to pray that when they go look again, that it's not cancerous. Amen. So, amen. Someone say, in the meantime. In the meantime, from one doctor visit to the next, we just don't know what God can do. Uh, some of us need to have, this is not what I'm preaching, but I feel this right now. Some of us need to have greater faith in the meantime. See, sometimes we receive a report and we allow the first report to dictate our actions throughout the days and months to come. But whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. So I can receive one report one day, but in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, I'm still going to look to the hills. In the meantime, I'm still going to give God praise. Because in the meantime, God can be working. Even when I don't see him working, God can be working. Even when I don't feel him working. In the meantime, I still got a reason to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all be seated. Don't get me worked up too fast down here. Let me... Let me start this engine out a little slow, okay? I went and played volleyball with some young adults on Friday. That was a big mistake. I, my knees was hurting, man. Still hurting. Amen. Uh, I, I, I feel very strong about uh, where we are as a church. I feel very strong where I am as the pastor of this church and what I mean by that is I feel like the Lord is giving us confirmation and I feel like with that confirmation the direction is becoming even clearer I remember standing in this platform behind this podium back in 2021 as we were coming out of a shutdown and our world was upside down and I remember standing here casting vision for the next five years. And I said for the next five, maybe even seven years, we're going to focus on growth. We're going to focus on teaching and training people. And I'm happy to say that just over the last two years, we have seen an average of 40% growth here in our church. And we have implemented a lot of different initiatives and people have graduated from charting your course and uh, we have added new people to and men and women to our ministry team and God is sending us great men and women of God and uh, that are doing such an excellent job I know that we established life groups 
in 2021. And those were things that we were focusing on for 21 and this year being 22. And I remember standing up on this platform and I said to this church, in the year of 2023, we will begin to break ground. Some of you may not remember that, but I still have the notes to prove that. I said in 2023, we will break ground in this church and we will begin to build a, a new building. I stand here today saying at the end of 2022, we will do such that. We will have the money we will have the faith we will have everything I believe that God is going to give us because we're not staying here but God is moving us to another level I believe that I don't have to check the church account to say well we don't have it Mm -mm. but I know a God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills and I know a God that's able to provide every penny that we need in order for us to move to the next level because what we have God has more for us but we've got to make the room we've got to open up the capacity in order for God to send the people that are hungry for more of Jesus Christ and I'm excited to know that there are people in typical New County that are hungry for more of Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands and lift up the name of Jesus. And so I believe that we're going to focus in the years and I said on this platform that we're going to focus our concentration and growth and teaching and training and development and we had a wonderful volunteer banquet early this year where we celebrated all of our volunteers and we thank the Lord for all of you that sacrifice and do all the things behind the scene every single day to make this place what it is. I'm thankful that when you walk in this church you should feel welcome here at Star City church I'm thankful for that I'm thankful for that and I'm thankful that many people know each other's names if you don't know somebody's name well go get to know them let them know uh, that you appreciate them and that you love them don't wait on somebody just to come to you all the time uh, but you go to them and introduce yourself and that's the type of church that we want to be because that's how we bring down walls and we eliminate stereotypes and we will look beyond the flesh and look mm, deep into the spirit of a man and a woman and know that if God is with us then it's more than that can be against us and so I'm thankful for that and we were going to build in 2023 and focus on that building in 23 24 25 and of course as we get to the year of 2025 it's important then to evaluate where we are as a church not that we evaluate we evaluate every single year but we want to look at the big picture and see where we're going for the next five years and make sure that we are on track and I'm thankful not too long ago we had a great man of God Galen Walters with us that helped us look at where we are and where we should be going and what we should be focusing on and we as a team our board members our trustees some other key people here in the church came together and we want to focus on some key initiatives that you're going to hear me talk about in the months to come as we initiate or launch those things in 2023 but church, I want you to know that we are moving forward and we still have a vision. 
I remember standing here as well. If I can stay along this path here, I remember standing up here all the way back in 2021 saying that we will be a generational church. Some of you may not remember that, but I made that statement. I said, we will be a generational church where not just you parents, but your children and your children's children. I believe that's the will of God. I believe that God has his church in order that we should be a generational church. See, oftentimes we quote Acts chapter number 2, verse number 38, but there is a verse number 39. For the verse number 39 says, and the promise is for you and your children. It is not the will of God for you to be in church and your children are nowhere near the house of God, but it is the will of God for you as parents to be in the house of God and your children and your children's children to be in the house of the Lord. Can I encourage somebody right now? If your children are not here, keep the vision. If your children aren't thinking about the Lord, keep the vision. They don't have to be sitting here, but you ought to see them walking back into the house of the Lord. It's the will of God. It's the will of God. And so, and so I remember saying that, and I remember in 2022, we put a strong emphasis on the experience. I begin to talk about the experience and how important it is for people of God to feel welcome here. The moment they hit the parking lot to the moment they walk back out of the parking lot, that they are to feel welcome. They are to have a great experience, no matter if you're a guest or if you are a member here for 40, 50, 70 years, it doesn't matter. Everyone should be treated equally. I'm going to say that one more time. Everyone should be treated equally. And so it's important for that. And we talked about the experience, making sure our restrooms were neat and clean. Well, some of you are enjoying our updated restrooms. Well, those weren't updated not too long ago, but because of all of you that came together and helped donate towards that cause, we have much better, cleaner, nicer looking restrooms. And I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for that. Uh, and so that's all part of the experience. And we have a great team and people that come together that keep our landscaping tight and keep things neat and clean here in the sanctuary in our Mitchell Center. We implemented the New Day Cafe, the best coffee in the world. All right, 40% of you believe that. So, uh, so, but we've implemented certain things because we want a great experience. But the one experience that we must have at all times is a Pentecostal experience. We cannot forget who we are. And we must not be ashamed of who we are. But we are apostolic Pentecostal. So the grass can be uncut. The coffee shop can be shut down. The bathrooms can even be dirty. But there's one thing that cannot go missing and that is an apostolic doctrine that must be preached and a Pentecostal experience that must be felt. Because every time I come into this house I come to experience an almighty God. I've come to preach there's one Lord one faith and one baptism you must be born again of water and the spirit or you cannot enter the kingdom of God but I need a group of individuals that come to lift your hands that come to lift your voice that's not afraid to dance that's not ashamed to shout that will clap your hands somebody shout hallelujah yes Lord 
hallelujah, hallelujah. We cannot, we cannot, we must be apostolic Pentecostal. What are you talking about, pastor? I'm not quite sure about what that is. I'm talking about an apostolic doctrine where you preach repentance, where we preach baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, where we preach the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence in speaking in another tongue. And then once you've been born again of water and of spirit, the Bible requires a lifestyle. It requires a life that we're separate from the world. There's nothing in me, there's nothing on me that should even mimic the world. But that when people see me, they see a difference, a change in my life. Why is that important? Because the Bible teaches us to come out from among them and be ye separate. I don't want any gray area in my life. I don't want any misunderstandings in my speech. But I'm to be holy in all manner of communication. So that means when you're on your job, I'm still holy. That means when you're at the grocery store I'm still holy that means when I'm on vacation I'm still holy because I'm representing Christ everywhere that I go because it doesn't matter if I'm in Indiana or Florida when a point in time comes oh I feel like preaching now when God begins to set me up with a divine appointment you never know when you're going to have a Kairos moment that means the right place at the right time and God can introduce you to somebody I can be laying on a beach but I can lay hands upon somebody and say God heal their body I'm trying to tell somebody that we will be apostolic that we will be Pentecostal y'all may have to excuse me I said it's been two weeks but somebody needs to understand that if God be for you who can be against you don't be ashamed to call his name somebody shout Jesus Hallelujah. Come on, let's take a minute. Clap your hands and lift your voice unto the Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Now, now, now. Please be seated. I, I want to go somewhere this morning. I, I do want to go somewhere. I'm nowhere near what I'm supposed to be preaching. But, but I do feel like I have a word from God and he's giving me another word right now. So, 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 so I, I, I want us to understand that we can't lose the vision. Ezekiel 1 and 1 says, Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the fourth month, fifth day of the month, he says, I was among the captives by the river of Chapar. Chapar means far off. So he was in a far off place, a river that was far off, a people that are far off from God. But the Bible says that the heavens were open and he had a vision from God. He had a vision and not just one vision. I want you to notice that the word vision there is plural. And I saw visions of God. So he was in a place where he was surrounded by captivity and Ezekiel was also in captivity but notice he says that he's among the captives. He never considered himself captive. That's a point you need to understand that you can be surrounded by negativity but that doesn't mean you have to be negative. You can be surrounded by things and people but that doesn't mean you have to be that way. That doesn't mean your 
your home has to be that way. That doesn't mean you have to act like that. You can be surrounded by bad news, but that doesn't mean I have to accept the bad news. You can receive a certain report, but that doesn't mean I'm going to speak that report. So Ezekiel here is in captivity himself, but he says, I'm among the captives. And even though I'm surrounded by these things, I am seeing visions of God. So it's important that we continue to have a vision of ourself, that God continues to give us a vision for our family. Now, what's interesting here is that the Lord began to deal with me, and I want Brother Wright to come up here, please. I want Brother Reed, if you can give me Ezekiel chapter number 47. And so the Lord began to deal with me, and Brother Wright, if you could please bring that rope, and I want you to come up here on the platform. Yep, just come right up here on the platform, and I'm going to stand right here because I was in prayer the other day, and the Lord began to deal with me about Star City, and he gave me a word, and that word came from Ezekiel chapter number 47. And he says, this is what's going to start happening here at Star City Church. Now, I need your faith to receive this, all right? We're going to praise him, but I need to receive it first by faith. So we're going to dig a little bit, then we're going to go a little bit higher, amen? Uh, and so the Lord said, this is what is about to start happening here at Star City Church. And then the Lord confirmed it this morning in the prayer room because I not just had one person, but I had multiple people come up to me talking about either they had surgery, they had situations going on in their family, they had this going on in their life, they had this sickness, this illness. I said, well, Lord, this is it right here. And so the scripture lets us know if we follow along in Ezekiel chapter number 47, and I believe they're going to have it up on the screen as well, but Brother Reed, if you could, please, I want you to go ahead and read this. Afterward, he brought me again into the door of the house, uh -huh. and behold, Waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. Yes, so he brought me to the door of the house, and we're going to say this is the door of the house. And the scripture says that the waters issued from under the threshold of the house eastward. Now, we know that this church sits on the east side. And so if we continue to move this way, we're continuing to go east. And then we can say if we go that way, we're going west. So we're going to say that is north and this is south. Amen. And so continue to read, please. For the forefront of the house stood toward the east. Uh-huh. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house uh -huh. at the south side of the altar. So the waters came from the right side. Let's just say this is the right side of the house. This is where the waters came. And it came from the south side of the altar. So if we're saying that's north, here I am up the south of the altar. So this represents where the water is coming from. Uh-huh. Continue to go. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward uh -huh. and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward. Uh -huh. And behold, there ran out waters on the right side. All right. So now he takes him to the gate and we're going to say this represents the gate. And so I want you to stand right here, please. And then here is Ezekiel right here. Go ahead, please. Then when the man that had the line in his hand uh -huh. went forth eastward, uh -huh. he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. Amen. Okay. So, are we on the right one here? I don't see the word ankle. Now I see the word ankles. Here we go. So, he had a line in his hand. 
and we're going to drop some of that line here, and then he went out a thousand cubics. We're just going to take two steps, and that's going to be our thousand cubits. We don't have enough room here on this platform, all right? So he took him out a thousand cubits. He had a line in his hand, and Ezekiel is now is coming with me, and the water is now to the ankles. Now, this is important here to understand because sometimes we can be walking with God, but we only want a shallow walk with the Lord. All right? But you're only going to receive so much revelation and understanding of him if you're only in the shallow water. All right? So let's continue to go here. Let's see what happens. And again, he measured a thousand uh-huh. and brought me through the waters. Uh-huh. The waters were to the knees. All right. Now we have some people that saying, well, I've been in a shallow end for a little while. Let me just step out a little bit deeper. Well, now the water is just to your knees. But still, if you only stay here, that means you're still in control. Some of us like to be on the fringes. We just don't like to, you know, don't don't tell me too much what to do, what to say. But if I just come to church, everything will be okay. I'll check that box and, you know, hopefully I make it into heaven. But we can't live on that type of hope. Not when the scripture is giving us a guarantee on how to make heaven our home. So now we move a little bit further. Well, now the water is at our knees. Now, me in the natural, this is where I like to stay. Uh-huh. I like to stay right here. You know, I, I'm not going to rehearse my story when I fell out of the, uh, the little lo- the, the raft that my wife had me in. And I fell out uh, into the water uh, and I thought I was drowning and I didn't realize that all I had to do was stand up. We're not going to go there. Uh-huh. I mean, I wish. My wife said, stand up. I said, oh, that's right. I thought about lost my life and the water was just to my knees and 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 so yes let's let's continue to read here what happens uh-huh sorry <laughs> come on bro i need somebody to stay in the spirit here come on what what happens again he measured a thousand uh-huh and brought me through uh-huh the waters were to the loins mm, now the water is moving up to my loins or to my waist now a little bit and so let's continue to read here Afterward, he measured a thousand, uh-huh. and it was a river Woo. I could not pass over. Woo. Now, he's brought him to a place, and now he's causing himself, he has to swim now. Now, it's at a place to where he has to lose, he's losing more control as he goes deeper and deeper. And so, that is the importance of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We can even make the choice to stay in the ankle length, we can go to knee, loins, or we can come into the deep end of Jesus Christ and this is where we can experience him even more but see what we must understand is is that God can do greater for you here than he can do there because God is only going to do so much for you if you remain in control of everything in your life but we got to move on out into the deep end of God so that God can rearrange and take care of things in your life see some of us are missing out what belongs to us even in our homes and in our lives especially in our family because we refuse to move out into the deep end and want to stay in the shallow end but there comes a point in everybody's life where you're going to have to walk just a little bit closer just a little bit closer and go a little bit deeper because if there's anybody here that wants to know more about Jesus Christ I'm sorry baby you can't stay there in the shallow end with the little kids somebody's got to come in the deep end and allow the Lord to saturate your life let's continue to read please Continue to read. For the waters were risen, uh-huh. waters to swim in, uh-huh. a river that could not be passed could over. Could not be passed over, yes. 
And he said unto me, Son of man, uh -huh. hast thou seen this? Woo! Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of All the All right, river. so now he calls me to go back. He calls him to go back to the brink of the river. Uh, of the river and he says have you seen this do you see this do you see what I'm showing you here okay keep keep reading please now when I had returned uh -huh. behold at the bank of the river were very many trees uh -huh. on the one side and on the other yes then said he unto me these waters issue out toward the east country uh -huh. and go down into the desert hold on listen listen now listen very closely there's trees on both sides Trees are representing you and I in this, in, this, in this instance. The saints of God. There's trees. There's people that are planted. All right? And there's trees on both sides representing the people of God that are planted by the river. And so he has the people of God on both sides where the rivers are flowing out. But notice the Bible says that these waters issue out toward the east country. Where is our church located? Amen. Stay with me right there, okay? They are issuing out toward the east country and go down into the desert. The desert represents a dry place. The desert represents where there's no life. The desert represents where they need water. So the water came east, flowed out from the east, and now it's going down into the desert and go into the sea. All right? Which bring brought forth into the sea, the water shall be healed now i want us to read that very closely brother reed i want you to read that latter part and go into the sea which being brought forth into the sea uh-huh the waters shall be healed the waters shall be healed the waters shall be everyone say healed, healed. verse number nine and it shall come to pass uh-huh that everything that liveth. Hold on, wait a minute now. Wait, take, take your time here, Brother Reed. <laughs> take your time. It shall come to pass that what? That everything that liveth. Everything that lives, uh-huh. Which moves. Everything that moves. Whithersoever the river shall come. Wherever the river flows. Shall live. Everything that comes into the river shall live. Now I want you to remember something here. We're on the east side. The Lord showed me that there's going to be a mighty river that flows from this church out into the desert or in other words into our city. I need y'all to stay with me right now. The Lord began to show me and said here we are. We've been praying and believing for miracles, signs and wonders. We've been believing for God to show forth his glory so strong that it draws so many people in. They cannot restrain themselves they know that there's something powerful here at star city church but i want you to notice something here right quick can you go to verse number 10 please go to verse number 10 and it shall come to pass uh -huh. that the fishers uh -huh. shall stand upon it from angeti even to angligum the fishers all right remember there's trees on both sides all right now angeti means place of kid or your children in Iglium means place of two calves mother and father so you have everything that's passing through is going to affect your children and it's going to affect husbands and wives the bible says the fishers stand upon it from where the children are even unto where families are. And they shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds as the fish of the great sea exceeding many. But go to verse number 12. Please read verse number 12, Brother Reed. 
and by the river uh -huh. upon the bank thereof, uh -huh. on this side and on that side, uh -huh. shall grow all trees uh -huh. for meat, yes. whose leaf shall not fade, uh -huh. neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. Uh -huh. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his month. Yes. Because their waters uh -huh. were issued out of the out sanctuary. of the sanctuary, the waters started in the sanctuary. What are you saying, preacher? The healing will start in the sanctuary. I'm trying to tell you, Star City, what the Lord has shown me that the issue of water starts in the sanctuary. I don't want you to think for one minute that God has forgotten about your prayers. I don't want you to think for one minute that God has forgotten about your situation. I'm telling you that the healing will start in the sanctuary. So I don't care what you're dealing with. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I want you to know that the Lord is able to heal you. He's able to heal your home. He's able to heal your family. He's able to heal your physical body. He's able to heal your spiritual body. The healing starts in the sanctuary. Now listen. This is very important here. Alright? It's very important. The Bible says that whatever came into the water life was brought into it. Whatever came into the water there was healing. Notice that the water started in the sanctuary, but the further it went from the sanctuary, the deeper the water got. Okay, I, I need you to understand. The further it went from the sanctuary, the greater the nets that we could cast because anything that stepped into the water was healed. I've got a word for Star City Church. God is getting ready to heal families. He's getting ready to heal relationships. He's getting ready to heal homes. He's getting ready to heal bodies. He's getting ready to heal minds. I'm talking about people that deal with any type of drug or alcohol. He's getting ready to heal that. You deal with pornography, any type of sexual addiction, he's getting ready to heal that. You deal with fornication and adultery, he's getting ready to heal that. I'm talking about natural pain in your body, he's getting ready to heal that. You got issues in your husbands and wives he's getting ready to heal that he's got such oh I feel like I feel the Holy Ghost in here I'm telling you that the waters are getting ready to flow the waters are getting ready to flow and they're starting right here in the sanctuary but after they hit the sanctuary then it's gonna flow out into typical new county and anybody that gets into the water shall have life you ought to clap your hands and rejoice in the Lord Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. That's why Jesus said, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I'm telling you, the flow starts in the sanctuary. The flow starts in the sanctuary. So stop looking around for somebody to walk in here and be miraculously made whole. It's going to start with you. It's going to start in your family. It's going to start in your home. Thank you, Jesus. 
So don't lose the vision. Don't lose the vision. Don't lose the vision. Stop looking around for somebody else to be healed when you know you're praying for your healing. When you believe in for your deliverance. I'm telling you, church, God has given me a word. It starts right here. It starts right here. The water's gonna flow in the sanctuary. If you believe that, stand to your feet. Begin to magnify the Lord because God is moving in this house. 